Hey everybody, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 267 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we are embarking on the next book, um, the next gospel. We're going to be going into Luke. Um, it is widely accepted that Luke is the author of this gospel because early manuscripts give his name in the title and um, many first century um teachers, for lack of a better word, um, writers, affirm this. So that's what we go with. It is also um, known that the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts were um, all part of the same um, writing, and and they're both addressed to the same person. And so anyway, there's this whole thing there. I wanted to read you, though, from my um, Tony Evans study Bible. The description of the purpose of this book. Now, I, I'm going to preface this by saying in the show notes, you're going to find the link to a teaching video from the Bible Project that goes over the first few chapters of Luke, kind of gives an overview, I guess I should say, rather. Um, and so some of this may be redundant, but I really like the way Dr. Evans words this in his description. So again, this is the introduction of Luke um, by Dr. Tony Evans the message and purpose. Luke wrote his gospel to provide a well-documented account of the life of Jesus Christ. Luke shows Jesus, fully God and fully man, moving among the people in compassion to free them from the myriad of things oppressing them. The disregarded, the outcast, the forgotten, and the marginalized got to see and experience the love of Christ, even if Jesus had to confront the Jewish leaders to do it. Luke reveals to us that God is no respecter of persons. He opened his heart to the needy through the kingdom ministry of his son. The son of man who heals the sick, raises the dead, and calls the prodigal back is also the transcendent God who calls all people to himself in salvation. Luke also demonstrates through the genealogy and birth of Jesus that he has the right to claim the title of son of David, the Messiah and King. Throughout the book, Jesus used the word of God to open people's minds and hearts to who he is, just as he did on the road to Emmaus after his resurrection. The God of Luke is touchable and knowable. I think this is really cool because in context, Luke was um, most likely not, (coughs) excuse me, not a Jewish person. He was um, most likely a Gentile. So his writing is geared more towards the non-Jew, more towards the Gentile and laying this case for Christ, so to speak, out from beginning on and um, that this God, this real one true God is not only real, but he is knowable. He is touchable. He is um, physical, spiritual, all these things. And I just think that's really cool. So we're going to read Luke chapter one today, and we're also going to read Psalm 112. So let's just get into it. Many have undertaken to compile a narrative about the events that have been nullified among us, just as the original eyewitnesses and servants of the word handed them down to us. It also seemed good to me, since I have carefully investigated everything from the very first to write to you in orderly sequence, most honorable Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things about which you have been instructed. So some schools of thought here say that the way he addresses the most honorable Theophilus is that Theophilus was probably somebody of prominence. Um, of influence, quite possibly even somebody who helped fund Luke's ministry. So very interesting there. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest of Abijah's division named Zechariah. 
His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame according to all commands and the requirements of the Lord. But they had no children, because Elizabeth could not conceive, and both of them were well along in years. When his division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, it happened that he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. At the hour of incense, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and overcome with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you will name him John. There will be joy and delight for you, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and will never drink wine or beer. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts and hearts of fathers to their children and the disobedient to the understanding of the righteous to make ready for the Lord a prepared people. How can I know this? Zechariah asked the angel, for I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. Now listen. You will become silent and unable to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah, amazed that he stayed so long in the sanctuary. When he did come out, he could not speak to them. Then they realized that he had seen a vision in the sanctuary. He was making signs to them and remained speechless. When the days of his ministry were completed, he went back home. After these days, his wife, Elizabeth, conceived and kept herself in seclusion for five months. She said, The Lord has done this for me. He has looked with favor in these days to take away my disgrace among the people. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not had sexual relations with the man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. In those days, Mary set out and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah where she entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped inside her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I love this. <laughs> then she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped for joy inside me. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her. And Mary said, My soul praises the greatness of the Lord. This gets me. I, this is a young woman. I mean, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. 
And this is her praise through this. My soul praises the greatness of the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now, all generations will call me blessed because the mighty one has done great things for me and his whole and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things. He sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his, his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. And Mary stayed with her about three months. Then she returned to her home. Now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she had a son. Then her neighbors and relatives heard the Lord had shown her his great mercy, and they rejoiced with her. When they came to circumcise the child on the eighth day, they were going to name him Zechariah after his father, but his mother responded, No, he will be called John. Then they said to her, None of your relatives have has that name. So they motioned to his father to find out what he wanted to be, him to be called. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they were all amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came on all those who lived around them, and all these things were being talked about throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard about him took it to heart, saying, What then will this child become? For indeed the Lord's hand was with him. Then his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Blessed is the Lord the God of Israel, because he has visited and provided redemption for his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, just as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in ancient times, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of those who hate us. He has dealt mercifully with our fathers and remembered his holy covenant. The oath that he swore to our father Abraham, he has given us the privilege, since we have been rescued from the hands of our enemies, to serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness in his presence all our days. And you, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of our God's merciful compassion, the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who live in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child grew up and became spiritually strong, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Mm -hmm. It's some of my favorite readings. <laughs> Psalm 112. Hallelujah. Happy is the person who fears the Lord, taking great delight in his commands. His descendants will be powerful in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Light shines in the darkness for the upright. He is gracious, compassionate, and righteous. God will come to the one who lends generously and conducts his business fairly. He will never be shaken. The righteous one will be remembered forever. He will not fear bad news. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. His heart is assured he will not fear. In the end, he will look in triumph on his foes. He distributes freely to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted in honor. The wicked one will see it and be angry. He will gnash his teeth in despair. The desire of the wicked leads to ruin. That's it for today. Be sure to come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. See ya.